Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Bill Maher did his show on Friday night on HBO. He continues to make his side of the aisle. I don't know if he's making those, those people happy or not. He is an old liberal who is out of step with the younger woke liberal crowd, the woke progressive crowd. He doesn't think they are liberal. I don't think they are either. It's ill no, they're not. But uh, he was taking on this Washington Post dust-up that we've talked about a few times. I don't know how hip you are to it, but he'll explain it. He'll, here's Bill Maher from Friday night. If you missed it, the Washington Post, one of their best reporters, David Weigel, retweeted, not tweeted, retweeted this joke. Every girl is bi. You just have to figure out if it's polar or sexual. <laughs> Proving it is a joke. Thank you. (laughs) The comedian who actually wrote the tweet called it a banal throwaway joke, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what it is. Throw away, as in if you don't like it, throw it away. (laughs) For eons, both sexes have made jokes about how the other is crazy, and no one but the perpetually offended thinks it means anything more than that the sexes get frustrated over how differently we each see the world. And yes, we relieve some of that frustration with humor. Nevertheless, Weigel pulled down his retweet and wrote, I apologize and did not mean to cause any harm. And that was the end of that. I'm joking, of course. (laughs) The unlicensed daycare center that is today's newsroom went ape. You see, the Post has another writer named Felicia Sanmez, and she's a lot. (laughs) 
For example, she tweeted about Kobe Bryant's 2003 rape trial hours after his helicopter crash. And despite the fact that she says Dave Weigel is a good friend, she resurrected the tweet he had taken down with a screenshot and demanded to know what the Post was going to do about this unacceptable evil that must not be allowed to stand. Sarcastically writing, fantastic to work at a news outlet where tweets like this are allowed. Yes, can you imagine a world that allows jokes you don't like? Yeah, I really, uh, I liked a couple of things that he said in there. Uh, particularly about just pointing out, yeah, the sexes are perpetually frustrated with each other because we see the world in different ways and have been making jokes about the other side being crazy since the dawn of time, I'm guessing. But because the vast majority of us understand we're just different, and though it's frustrating, we value each other, maybe even treasure each other, we express that frustration through humor. Well, and how about the fact that he reads the joke and his liberal audience laughs raucously? Proving that they weren't, oh my God, how dare you send that, the, the, the rape and murder that this will lead to. No, they just laughed and moved on right. with their lives. But anyway, he goes on. Of course, the leadership at the Post folded like a Miami condo and suspended Weigel without pay for a month and denounced the offending retweet as a gross violation of their values. Free speech apparently not being one of them. Then a third Post reporter offered up the idea, of course on Twitter, because why do anything privately? (laughs) That, hey, maybe everyone was overreacting and we should all just calm down. And then it was really on. Felicia demanded that the Post discipline him and tweeted about that. I assume she's tweeting about this right now. For days, she raged, sending a gazillion tweets calling for more to be done against Weigel, mocking her bosses, attacking colleagues, and letting the world know how much the Washington Post sucked. And this endless bickering and infighting continued online in public view until the bell rang and they all went to seventh period. Yeah, so uh, then this next segment gets into something. I was actually talking with somebody the other day who's a in a position of uh, hiring and firing and a boss of sorts and talking about the, the young people today. This is someone in their 40s talking about working with millennials. But anyway, Bill Maher gets into that. Now, note that I haven't yet told you what age Felicia Sanmez and her quarreling co-workers are. Why? Because I didn't have to. <laughs> Because you can't imagine someone my age acting like this in an office. The New York Times just ran an op-ed entitled, Why Are We Still Governed by Baby Boomers? This is why. (laughs) Because too many millennials are overly sensitive, overly fragile, and have no sense of priorities. But not a little secret about the younger generations. No one wants to hire you. Your sense of entitlement is legendary and, with notable exceptions, your attention span and worth ethic suck. So, I was mentioning, I know somebody who brought this up just the other day in real life. It's not the only person that's ever brought it up to me, but it just happened the other day. 
Um, and I, I hate the whole, you know, young kids today. I mean, that is like the old, that, that has to go back to cavemen. Kids today, they don't know how to, they don't, they don't even care about trying to hunt a saber toothed tiger. They just say somebody's going to put it on their plate for them. You know, um, that has been going on forever, but mm-hmm. isn't everybody in fair agreement that there is something different going on about the current youngest generation? Well, there's a pretty good handful of emails we've gotten through the years that have stuck in my mind and probably will forever, including the one we got, oh, it feels like five years ago, since I'm getting old, it was probably seven or eight years ago, uh, in which they said, I'm 25, and I can't deal with 21-year-olds at all. They have changed. Um, and I think that was that bright line, uh, and I can't tell you the exact year, but when this condition to always be angry crowd uh, started to you know, grow to semi-adulthood. Yeah, and uh, the, the thing I heard from uh, this pres- person in a position of hiring told me it used the exact same terms that Bill Maher did there at the end, the sense of entitlement and work ethic. Uh, does that come from... Seeing everybody on YouTube get rich being doing something cool and famous, so doing something that's not cool just doesn't motivate you? Is that it? I don't know. I wonder. Uh, fame is uh, like the number one desire in a way that it's never been before. Oh, absolutely. It wouldn't even have crossed. I'm sure it never even crossed. I'll have to ask my dad. I'm going to see him soon. I'm sure it never crossed my parents' mind, really, for most people in their generation to be famous. Very unlikely. Now everybody mm. thinks, yeah. There's got to be a path to stardom. As if, what a weird thing to desire anyway. Um, that, that That's not the route to happiness anyway. Yeah, yeah, here, here. Uh, do we want to uh, do the other one? Eh, it's awfully long. I'm always spread that out. What do you think? I don't know. Your choice. I'm a man who craves leisure, and I could s- sit here and listen to it. Uh, you want two more minutes of Bill Maher on millennial crybabies? I mean, it's a topic that's very popular with our audience. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I've got some uh, radical gender, radical queer theory stuff to get to that you'll enjoy in a little bit. But uh, I say stuff it in. It's a national holiday. Look at us working like we're some sort of mule, working like a donkey some on a say, national holiday. Some would say working because we're racists. That is the, the view of some that. If you're not taking the day off, you're not honoring the day, so that's because you are don't agree with it or something. I don't know. Hmm. We, we work almost all the federal holidays. You know, Arbor Day isn't because I don't care about trees. I love trees. I know that about him, folks. He's telling the truth. Columbus Day, we work Columbus Day. I think exploring is one of the most important things people can do. Boating? Please, don't get me started. <laughs> Here's more on Bill Maher talking about crybabies. This Washington Post story had such resonance because it's behavior we all recognize. There is a war going on within the millennial generation. I know because I'm friends with the good ones. But the crybabies, unfortunately, are still winning. They complain they haven't taken over yet. Well, stop complaining because in many ways you already have. The fact that the Post's initial response was to punish not Felicia, but one of their best reporters for a silly joke shows that the kindergarten is already in charge. Today, today, June 17th, is the 50th anniversary of a very seminal event in American history. On this day in 1972, the Watergate break-in happened. And over the next two years, the Washington Post gave the world a masterclass in investigative journalism. 
I have to wonder how the Post's newsroom of today would handle that story. Or how they're currently handling any story. All this time, blubber tweeting over a retweet begs the question, don't you have anything better to do? Aren't you uh, supposed to be reporters digging up stuff? Are there no more vital issues going on in America right now? This is why you're not in charge. Because if someone named Deep Throat called the paper today and wanted to meet in a parking garage, this crew of emotional hemophiliacs would have an anxiety attack and report it to HR that they didn't feel safe. I like the term emotional wow. hemophiliacs. That's some great writing. That's a good one right there. Oh, boy, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it gets left out a lot, a lot on, on these kind of things. It takes away from other stuff. You can only pay attention to, you know, one thing at a time. And if you got the newsroom roiled by this joke and whether or not it's okay, what are you not doing that you should be doing? Well, and what's especially ridiculous and childish about it is that the very guy who retweeted it said, hey, some people were offended. Sorry about that. So even he said, uh, maybe it's not okay, but I'm sorry I did it. Now, the punchline is uh, the Post did end up firing the gal who went ape poop over the joke and was was stirring up stuff online and insulting colleagues and the rest of it. So uh, that, to me, is a uh, a sign, perhaps, of the tide receding a little bit on this stuff. I hope so. It took a long time to get there, I'll tell you that. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, I don't know if this is libs of TikTok, but it's a similar sort of thing. These are people posting things on social media gathered by others to just let you know what's out there. Um, but this is not hidden camera. These people are proud of it. Oh, yeah. They posted this so people would see it. So I don't think there's anything right. wrong with seeing it. And here, not. here's a little montage of some of these. So, yeah, I definitely think gender needs to go. I identify. I used to identify as gender fluid. And I think um, I've been identifying more recently as, as a little bit more gaseous or plasma like, <laughs> like a different state of matter in terms of how I flow and uh turn around in gender i 100 percent, you know want to still be able to look in the mirror and see every part of myself as a woman see every part of myself as a two-spirit you know trans woman a beautiful being my mustache you know my all of my facial hair my untrimmed brows you know like my my fat ass like my my belly my big like you know everything i want i want to be able to see every part of myself as a woman because that's exactly what i am that's what i saw myself when i was closest to spirit as a child and that's what i will see myself as before i depart into the next world okay so as well wow. <laughs> gets a bit of a humble bragging about the size of the fonts yeah. in the midst of all yeah. that craziness yeah, that's funny i didn't even look at it that way but you're right just you know i'm kind of just being honest about a complicated political issue and i'm hung i just wondered if you <laughs> wow that that was some disturbed people yeah well Depends on how you look at it, I guess. So how I'm about, looking at it from the position of sanity. Those are some disturbed people. 
So uh, I didn't know this whole reparations to trans people thing was a was a growing uh, idea. And here we have one uh, a person of similar ilk as that uh, talking about that subject. You don't have, especially for black and indigenous folks, we don't have like... Um you know, a safety net in order to take that time to heal. Um, and it can be a privilege for some. So um, if you have those resources, share them. Um, and, you know, let's all just, it's healing can also be like a collective thing too. It takes like a, it takes a village, you know, as some, as an African proverb would say, it takes a village. So um, we all have to do this together um, and support one another. So uh, part of the quote in there from uh, Christopher Rufo, who's, Twitter site I took this from. The solution, according to the panelists, is for straight white Americans to provide cash reparations to trans people. If you're white and your parents have a savings account that is very much so connected to slavery and land theft, pay people, pay that money to us now. If your parents have money, interesting. That's that general generational wealth idea. Yeah. So am I supposed to like get my parents' account numbers and loot them? And uh, one thinker's uh, Charles C.W. Cook tweeting this. uh, This is what we mean when we talk about the symbiotic relationship between white liberals seeking absolution for sins they didn't commit and black liberals seeking empathy for injustices they didn't endure. That kind of reparation. So it's a similar sort of thing. So you got a group of people who generationally didn't personally experience it and then other people who didn't actually do it coming together somehow. And we'll see if this takes off or not. They're still exploring the actual uh, black reparations in California as we speak. But I don't know if trans re- trans reparations, I, I believe, is in the in the uh, quite a distance in the future. If that's ever going to get off the ground. Mm, this is why God grants us mortality. Uh, it's a complicated uh, issue, man. You know, I'm struck as I'm so often struck by the utter cruelty of so many progressive uh, policies and beliefs. <clears throat> I was quite serious. Um and I am quite serious now as a, a, a dad and a coach and a mentor and a teacher and whatever else through the years. Those people were, were disturbed. They had some some psychological problems. And it struck me as I was listening to them that instead of people being straight up and dealing with the fact that those people are disturbed and need help, they're now cloaking them in the banner of uh, up with uh, being gaseous sexedness of that one fellow with the uh, large schwanz as he informed us um it, it reminds me of how so many progressives although this is starting to change a little bit as we were discussing earlier especially in your west coast blue cities so many progressives refuse to recognize the so-called homeless problem for what it is which is an enormous drug problem there is a a disastrous addiction problem going on and it is the most cruel thing in the world to not only not recognize the problem so you can deal with it but demonize anybody who does recognize the problem therefore preventing anybody from dealing with the actual problem that's not kind to the the junkies it's cool it's like uh, the trying to elevate uh, kids of color by eliminating standards in schools that's not kind that's cruel that's awful and the idea that instead of saying, hey, that, that poor guy's got some serious issues, a compassionate society would help him. No, we're saying, well, he's gaseous gendered up with him. Be proud, buddy. Be You, you double down on that. You go get him. Again, that's not kind. That's cruel. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The question is, can you run a republic with stupid people as its citizenry? Oh, stupid and immoral, according to the founding papas, no. I shouldn't say, uh, I don't know what stupid means, but... Uh, um, uh, ignorant, uneducated. You know, I don't think I don't think brain power has probably changed much over the years. I'm assuming IQ hasn't. If anything, it's gone up, probably. Right? Yeah, it's a worthy point. Yeah, yeah. Ignorant, I but, think, is uh, the term we're looking for. God, we've got to be less aware of big things than we've been in the past. I think. Anyway, 
Uh, Bill Maher got on this Friday night on his show on HBO, and here's how it went. Before we tackle any of our daunting specific problems here in America, we have to figure out how a country can solve any problem if so many of its people are so intractably, astoundingly, mind-numbingly stupid. (laughs) And I'm not saying that as hyperbole or just out of frustration. I mean this country just might be empirically, verifiably too dumb to continue as an ongoing enterprise. Jay Leno used to do a classic bit called jaywalking where he asked ordinary citizens the kind of question we used to consider common knowledge. And in the internet age, that bit has been, shall we say, updated. (laughs) And is still a useful indicator of where exactly we are on the bird brain chart. Take a look at some of the answers given on a TikTok site called Project Better. Who is the first person to land on the sun? Land something, land. Lance, Lance Armstrong is correct. What is the biggest city in the world? Uh, I think it's like, like Asia. What is the biggest city in the world? Europe. If you were born in 2021, how old would you be? 21. What country is Venice, Italy located in for $100? Do you have any clue? Gosh, I'm going to be a teacher, so I should know this. Um, you should. Paris? Where is Queen Elizabeth from? Egypt. Egypt? Egypt. Where is it? Brazil. So, so you tell me, if a country is only as strong as its people, what can the future possibly hold for a population this moronic? Being a full-grown adult and thinking a human could walk on the sun? Or that the biggest city in the world was Asia? (laughs) When plainly it's Europe. (laughs) Of course, the best part was I'm going to be a teacher, so I should know this one. What country is Venice, Italy in? Um, Paris, which is a city. I mean, the the multi-levels of dumb there. Yeah, those are all anecdotal, but not that hard to come by based on a whole bunch of different comedy shows that do it. Yeah, And I saw the video, and these weren't people you'd look at and say, well, you know, they're struggling in life. No, they're people like, you know, wearing middle upper class clothing and, you know, hairstyles and white teeth and stuff like that. They're, they're making it in the world. And you answer the question, what's the biggest city in the world with Asia? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you do with that? Yeah, Jesse Waters uh, became semi-famous doing that sort of bit for Bill O'Reilly back in the day, and they still do that sort of bit on his show. And they were at the beach the other day asking various uh, bronzed beach beauties and their uh, muscled bows just basic questions about American civics, and they were failing miserably, as you might expect. And, And like you say, I mean, if you spend all day there, you could probably get some ridiculously dumb answers. But without instituting some sort of poll test or something like that, if somebody is just grievously ignorant of the way our country works and the responsibilities of the branches of government or whatever, how can you possibly justify their voting? Well, luckily, most of those people don't vote, I don't think. Um, Too many do. Like, the vast majority of people outside of presidential elections, the easy vast majority of people don't vote. Mm. Uh, but you know, the smaller the number of people voting, the more the more sway the active voters have. Uh, anyway, let's roll on with a little more of this.
This country simply has no education standards anymore. They will let you out of a public high school and give you a diploma, and you don't have to actually know anything, which used to be the mission of schools, knowing things. I know it's super important to stop the grooming of our kids, or, I don't know, to start it, and, and certainly critical race theory must be stricken from the curriculum, or who knows, maybe included in all of it. But, you know, while we're having those fights, could someone please notice that the kids don't actually know anything? As I travel this country on weekends doing stand-up now, I see the political ads that are running on the local TV markets, and I think, how can this possibly work on people? And then I remember, oh yes, they think Queen Elizabeth is from Egypt. I think this is a serious problem. And it's because we don't demand enough people. We don't demand enough out of students. Well, that's where it starts and maybe where it ends. If you if you if you're not educated in school, where are you going to get educated? You're going to all of a sudden decide you need to learn more and go out and do it on your own. Some people do, but most people don't. Uh, I don't know. We're a, we're a soft, comfortable, under no threat. Nobody's going to invade us like Ukraine got invaded anytime soon. So who cares? You know, uh, maybe tomorrow we can dive into Ben Sass's fantastic article. He's a senator, you know that, right? Because you're a non-moron. Uh, he used to be a university president as well. Um, he he has a, a piece in the Atlantic entitled. Yeah, if you think here. if you if you buy the uh, I'm just a Nebraska farmer thing, which is kind of you know his shtick for getting elected. He is a Nebraska farmer. Not that that's not true, but he is a serious intellectual. Ben yeah. Sass is. Well, his uh, article is how to really fix higher ed. Rather than wiping the slate clean on student debt, Washington should take a hard look at reforming a broken system. And to that end, I dug up, once again, the very article we referred to hours ago during the show. If you've been listening the whole time, thank you very much. Um, It was by a professor who had an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal entitled, College Wouldn't Cost So Much If Students and Faculty Worked Harder. I assign far less reading, demand less writing, and give higher grades than I did two generations ago. This guy came out and admitted a couple of years ago in the Wall Street Journal, so we'll touch on that again tomorrow as well. You tend to run around people like yourself, and I have to assume that most people who are listening to uh, topical talk radio tend to be toward the paying attention more crowd. I mean, that's just... Oh, yeah, by definition, but sure. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of people that... Flip on music radio and reality TV and sports, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, and go out yeah. to eat, and but yeah, I don't know. You know, it's, I had a doctor's appointment the other day, which I meant to talk about because it has to do with my blood pressure. And if you suffer from high blood pressure, you might find it interesting. But we're talking about when I should take my blood pressure. And he said, you know, after work, when you get home and you're watching, well, the news, probably not the news because that's too stressful. I said, yeah, I do that for a living. And he says, you know, when you get home, you're watching Wheel of Fortune or Hollywood Tonight or something, Entertainment Tonight. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, stop right now. <laughs> right now. If I'm watching anything, it's Jeopardy. I don't watch the Wheel of Freaking Fortune. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, dang it. It's really interesting. Like the, the most popular shows, Ellen just went off the air last week. We talked about how she makes 50-some million dollars a year. You know, mm-hmm. the only reason she makes $50 million a year is because there's that many people that watch that. I don't ever watch that. I don't know anybody who ever watches that or mm-hmm. any of that sort of stuff. 
because I hang around people that tend to be like me, but obviously there are tons of people that that's their exposure to life, I guess. You know, I'm kind of running through my wife's friends. I'm not sure I know anybody who could sit through an episode <laughs> if, you, if you forced them to. <laughs> It'd be like, do whatever you got to do to me. I can't sit here. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not trying to come off as like, uh, you know, the top, the, the tiniest percent. I mean, just like being the upper third. Yeah. Of, of yeah. paying attention and knowing what's going on in the world. I'll, I'll be in the upper two thirds. Just don't be a pasty eating moron. God, to, to, to name Asia as the biggest city in, in the world. <laughs> All right. I got to confess, I felt kind of bad. I'm not sure I know what the biggest city is. Is it Tokyo? Or is it Sao Paulo, Brazil? Certainly could be. Look that up. Somebody Google it. Alex, Michael, Mo- somebody Google most the biggest populous city in the, city in the world. Yeah. We'll wait. Ding, 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 ding. Is it the uh, uh, Shanghai? Ding, ding. Is anybody Googling it actually? Tokyo. Tokyo. Tokyo is right. How many people is it? 37 million. 37 million freaking people in Tokyo. That's plenty. Wow. Boy. Of course, that town they shut down the other day, uh, Shanghai in China, would we find that? That was like 28 million people or something like that in a city I never think about in my ever ever, prior to the pandemic and. Well, and every time, every time Tokyo is decimated by Godzilla and he kills the tens of thousands, their birth rate bounces right back they up. They so really that's... rebuilt well after a giant lizard stomped on Arthur Policeman. Right. <laughs> Tore up the subway tracks and the rest of it, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the plucky Japanese people. Their spirit is its an inspiration to all of us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus in president ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Getty. Point of personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We were talking about something last week. I can't. Gosh, dang it. It's so frustrating. Um, What was the context? I remember it was an absolutely terrific piece of writing about something or other that had a passing reference to bug men. And we both said, we don't know what a bug man is. Bug men jobs like the, the food delivery guy or whatever. Um, I wish I could remember the context because it was really good. Was it a Matt Taibbi thing? or I don't know. But anyway, so uh, one of our alert listeners has sent along this essay about bug men uh, by a fellow uh, by the name of, uh, or a man called Adam Winfield. And I'll just read you part of it because it kind of explains it. Not to be confused with the gigantic insect, the alienated man of Kafka's metamorphosis, the small-souled bug man is very much a well-adjusted, fully integrated neuron in today's neoliberalist techno-corporate hive mind. All right. This guy's already flogging his thesaurus, but uh, I think it becomes clear what he's going at. A consequence of a perilously overpopulated, brutally capitalistic, shamelessly hedonistic, morally decaying society, the humble bug man has come to define an age of technological dystopia in which everyone has everything. Their gadgets, their fast foods, their fashion accessories, but somehow everyone also has nothing. No community. No natural spirit, no substance of mind. He is a zombified consumer, an emasculated wage slave, a vessel emptied of meaning and refilled with plastic pixels and silicone. He is what I'm liking this. Where did this come from? Do we know who invented uh, yeah, this? Yeah, it's on a website I've never heard of before, oh, written by a man named Adam Winfield. Is there, yeah, a novel attached or movie? I need to check this out. I don't know. It's some really good writing. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. I I will plunge on at least one more uh, short paragraph. He is what a sterile corporate wasteland spews out. Millions of him, almost exact replicas, who are relentlessly told they are unique by clever marketers and who believe it. He is a personality defined by brands, a blue checkmark Twitter user. Bug men are what we get when a culture is infantilized, watered down, and stripped of the very intellectual, philosophical, and honorable fiber that once made it great. Totally dependent on the compromised support of his nanny state and his high-tech devices, the bug man has been reduced to the status of a domestic animal, a 200-pound child. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, there's a good deal more to it. Um, I wish I could remember what we were talking about when the term came up. Yeah, it'll pop into my head just when no. it's too late. One of one of you listeners who are like way better at remembering what we talk about than we are will let <laughs> us know on an email or a text, I'm sure. Yeah, sure, 415-295-KFTC or uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. All right, let me, I'll hit you with a couple more sentences. Maybe this is a wake-up call. I don't know. Maybe it's insulting. I don't know. And like a child, 
The Bugman's shallowness keeps him malleable to the fleeting whims and fads of a degenerate, smartphone-addicted, dopamine-hooked society. He bases his identity on passing trends that to him appear profound, priding himself on being a step ahead of his peers and an early adapter, not realizing that it's the marketer who's always a step ahead of him. This is a little too scathing. Well, sit down and listen. (laughs) He is the millennial test subject. A lab rat brand loyalty experts are paid $20,000 an hour to pigeonhole. First in line for the latest Apple iPhone, he actively supports the unchecked rise of AI and notions of planetary relocation. Um, Interesting. You know, there are several things going on at once here. It's, 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 uh, crimes is the wrong word. It's, uh, both omissions and commissions going on. I mean, the the tech addicted, blue check mark, brand chasing uh, thing, uh, the uh, smartphone addicted, dopamine hooked society they t- that they talk about. But there's also, and I think this part's undeniable and troubling, the lack of real connections. Real, real uh, relationships, real sense of duty, sense of honor, sense of connectedness to your town, your state, your your country. All you are as a consumer, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I'm pro capitalism. I'm pro the free market. But if you lose your soul to it, well, you've lost your soul. Life's better with a soul. <laughs> That's my new marketing slogan. Uh, I think I know what he's driving at here. Yeah, that's some good stuff. I need to look uh, into that more. Yeah, we will uh we'll post that for you. All right, let me hammer you with one more thing then I'll leave it alone. Um the deliberate draining of and it, it, you know what I have not finished this essay. It's not terribly long, but it's long enough I haven't finished it. I hope the last paragraph isn't saying therefore we need the rise of a new fascist power. I'll whatever. <laughs> I don't think it is. But the deliberate draining of purpose and passion from the bug man's soul made it easy to assign him without complaint to a vapid good boy job and a career that does little but prop up the demented corporatist structure. He is a willing cog in the grinding bull-ass machine, a marketer, an analyst, a project manager, or has perhaps handed his life over to preserving the insanity of the state by becoming a lawyer or a bureaucrat. Worse yet, he gobbled up the stem dream sold by grubby toy merchants, dooming himself to an existence of of zeros and ones, zero purpose, and one sad bug man. Gosh, mm. that's just clever writing. Yeah. I got to skip to the end and see if he's calling for something loathsome. I hope not. And that's why children should work in factories or something. <laughs> exactly. You child. That's why Mussolini was right. <laughs> um. <laughs> if we would start grinding kittens into paste, then we could. Yeah. I don't know what his conclusion is. Okay. His conclusion. Uh, while he may carry himself with an air of intellectual and moral superiority, boy, how much of that do you see around? Uh, the bug man has stopped asking the big questions. He can distantly recall the sense of awe he felt as a child, those times looking up to the stars and the moon, those times reflecting on his ancestry, where he came from, the history and traditions of mankind and the wild beauty of Earth. Now his mind is so distracted by pixelated inanity, trash culture, and his ridiculous job that he cannot, for the love of God, simply sit and think. 
Mm. He can no longer be at peace or derive joy from nature and blissful simplicity. He feels frustration over his powerlessness to bring an end to the mysterious forces chipping away at his soul day in, day out, but does nothing about it. And so he remains indefinitely and emphatically a small-souled bug man. Yeah, it's the chipping away at my soul that I don't like. <laughs> hey, cut it out. Quit chipping it. Quit chipping at my soul. Bunch of soul chippers around here. <laughs> I'm going to tweet about it. Yeah, so there it is Monday. Let the soul chipping begin for the week. Turns out this guy uh, read a, or wrote a free novella under Toronto set in a dystopian 2080 where bugmanism reigns supreme. Yeah, I might have to read that. Yeah, I might have to. I never read uh, uh, fiction these days. I mean, never. Once a year on a vacation, I'll read a work of fiction and think, oh, that's right. Fiction exists because it's an examination of life and relationships and the human soul. Oh, right. It's not just a story. At least the decent stuff isn't. Then I go back to plowing through stupid freaking news articles that just depress me. Feel your soul being crushed yet? Well, and it's for you people. All right? For you, I do this. Soul crushed, soul chipped away, same result. I have become a bug man. Get Pity me. me. I'm a bug man. He's waving his arms like they're tentacles or something, if you can't see this. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 